Welcome to Today in Space. I am Alex Girofanos, and this is episode 200 of the Today in Space podcast. I cannot believe it. I can't, you know, when I think back to when this podcast started, it was like 2014, 15. The space program was just trying out this resupply thing to the ISS. We were just having these contractors, SpaceX, Orbital ATK, and we were just hoping that they would work. A bunch of failures happened around that time, both SpaceX and Orbital ATK, which ended up now is is run by Northrop Grumman. So, you know, typical space stuff. Companies get bought out and become something else. It happens all the time. But then you think about where we are now, where we have all of these amazing things happening in space. We have the Demo 2 launch happening next week, which is off of the basically verified Falcon 9. Its reusability speaks for itself. Uh, it's a great little stick to launch things into space with, and it works It works pretty damn well. The Crew Dragon spacecraft, which has had the you know, the successful launch abort test, which, if anything, should happen to go wrong on the Falcon 9. It's not impossible. They've tested this escape. We've seen it work multiple times in different versions, most recently in the most current design, and, and it, it's worked. So this is our first return to human spaceflight. And just to take you guys back, because it's it's in my mind a lot, I'm, I'm going to be writing a, a blog post here before Demo 2, actually writing something up and then I'll read it, but um, the journey of like, from when I started following this to where we are now, it's basically a 10-year journey, and it's pretty wild to see all the things that have happened leading up to it, and... The fact that we got this curveball of COVID-19 right when we were about to launch humans into space again and NASA just let go their brand, their basically brand new uh, head of human spaceflight right before this. So, uh, of course, there's, it, it comes with its own drama, but space is in a very good place. Space is in a much better place than it was when we started episode one, and... It's been an amazing journey to get to this point. I've met so many of you, of the listeners online, and different people that we've we've connected with. I mean, obviously, and and this episode is is no different. We've gotten to this new place where we're we're finally, I'm finally able to have people on the podcast. I'm at a place where we can start this new type of thing and kind of diversify what we bring out to you every week. Um, I, it's a it's a new skill. I've been really enjoying it, and I think you can kind of hear it in this episode. I, I really felt like I had a great time with our guest. Um, it also combines something else that's happened in these 200 episodes, which I've found this amazing community of people online that love space, and, and we all have different ways of thinking about it, and it's... Our guest today, Julia Kaliski, is is one of those people. She's part of the Space Pan Squad, which is this group on Twitter. It's a bunch of space people, and we just send a whole bunch of... We just talk about space, and we have a good time. We support each other. There's a lot of us who are creative, and a lot of us who are just online spreading ideas, and it's just a cool thing that happened, uh, and... So you'll hear that later on this episode, but that's, these are the kind of things, you know, starting a podcast, 200 episodes in, to see what it's done 
for me as a growth as a human being is pretty pretty crazy it's a it's a wild experiment that you kind of do on yourself like the more that you get comfortable with yourself the more the podcast evolves and then you just start uh it's it's a medium that i've always wanted to do and i think back to the early days when i was a kid you know walking around with a camcorder recording videos whether it was like stop motion lego movies or like we would just make (laughs) we would just make like a small movie um with like a bunch of friends and stuff like that like that's that's what i did as a kid and now with the podcast it that's kind of what i get to do in this totally weird way where i just get to talk about space and i get and like this episode we get to talk to people about space and talk about their ideas and share their experiences so it's pretty cool i like what we're doing i hope you do too this week we also had the Starship, the the SN4. It is a successful static fire, so they prepped the engine for the potential 150 meter hop. I still haven't gotten confirmation that it worked, that it was completely successful. Um, there were some flames afterwards, but it was in one piece, so I assume everything's okay. We're supposed to be getting the hop originally on this. The, the day this podcast comes out on Thursday, so um, make sure to follow SpaceX, uh, S Padre on Twitter. They have a feed. They're, they live literally at the closest place you could be, um, and they're able to videotape the all these test launches, which is amazing. Um, so check out at, at, at S Padre for those live views. That's what, that's what we'll be doing. Um, and while you're doing all that, I mean, there's, there's so much space going on. Don't forget about our Spotify playlist, the Space Mix. Um, we were there. Literally every song on there has something to do with space or science or nerd culture or, you know, something. And, and, and you'd be, it's fun actually trying to figure out some of the songs. Like, why is it on there? Why is this song on there? And and there's always a reason. So if, if there's anything that you want to challenge me on, feel free to. Uh, but uh, it's a lot of fun stuff. We're also taking requests. You know, if you guys want to add a song to that list, just email us or reach us out on, on Instagram at Today in Space Pod, um, on Twitter at Today in Space Pod, on TikTok at Today in Space, and let us know what you want to add on there. Also, what keeps this podcast rolling, why we're at episode 200 is because of our lab, our AG3D printing lab, where we use 3D printing, we bring our ideas into reality, but we also have a service available to you so that we can help you bring your own ideas into reality with 3D printing. This is how we've funded the podcast, and this is how we're going to fund our adventures to do some more NASA socials, to go travel to these launches, to and, and that's some of the stuff that we're going to be doing in the future but short term here we had requests from you guys for us to start actually making rockets and launching them which totally aligns with one of the original missions of the show which was you know this is going to be an extension of my aerospace engineering career um in some way and i think there's we were the the mission for a very long time, even since the beginning, was to launch something into space. I always had a dream of having kind of like a fleet of spacecraft that people could rent out, but really that's not really that. Um, First of all, that's not really what I want to do, but we could actually launch experiments into space. We could actually uh, do this, and I think it's an adventure that I would love to have and bring you guys uh, involved. So, We'll obviously bring you in on the design process. We'll have episodes about that. When When we get that started later this summer... And we've got to find a place to launch here, up here in New England. But 
uh, we're going to do that. And it's going to be a lot of fun. You guys can be involved. The way that we're able to get all the supplies, the filament to print stuff, to keep the lights on, to keep the 3D printers running so we can make those rockets and all the other things, and the lights for this podcast, why you're hearing us now, is AG3D. So you can go to AG3D printing.etsy.com. We have a bunch of stuff that we're selling on there. If you want to pick something up on that, the profit's there. Go to find all the fun stuff we do here. Um, if you have your own project, we can give you a free quote, and we can tell you if it's possible, if what you're thinking, if we can help you, um, at least point you in the right direction. And then if you know anyone that needs you know, cosplay armor or a really awesome gift or a prototype, ag3d-printing.com. That's all I have on the business side of things. Welcome, Julia Kaliski, to the podcast. Again, Space Pants Squad, one of the founding members, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and one of the many people that I hope to talk to. Uh, and this really captured what the new segment, People of Science, what we were trying to do, was, which, which is to show people that, you know, when I say the word scientist, what do you think? You probably think someone in a lab coat, holding a beaker, you know, in a lab, white walls, gloves, Maybe safety goggles if you're if you're smart enough. Gotta you gotta stay safe. You don't want chemical you don't want acids in your eyes or, or heavy bases. This is an example of people of science are more than just that. There are so many different things, including the arts and the combination of the arts and the sciences, that really there's so many of us out there, but it just doesn't get the light of day of like when I say scientist, what do you think? And so if we can even change that a little bit and just introduce you to a bunch of different ways I think it's really valuable and really important especially since I've seen through my career a lot of the people that I went to school with and and now work with in this in a scientific or engineering field what a lot of the people that seem to have a better time were the people that were introduced young by a family member by having a teacher by and it's interesting to see all the different ways that people find their find their way into science and and follow their passion and Julia is one of those people. It was an absolute pleasure talking with her. I'm so glad that we were able to do this for the 200th episode and we'll see you next week for the demo 2 launch. We'll broadcast basically whatever we uh, we're going to try and do a live Broadcast. So if you want to follow us, we're going to probably do it on Facebook, uh, Today in Space Podcast. So you can follow us there. Uh, during the actual launch, we'll try and have the footage in the background and the sound, and, and just it's it's going to be fun. So come hang out. And we also have some friends that are going to be traveling to the event. So if we, we may be getting them on the Facebook live feed during that. So that's going to be pretty cool. We'll get a live feed at what's going on actually there. And that's it, folks. I hope you're well. I hope you're doing good. Enjoy this episode. It's, I loved it. It was great going back through it and editing. Please welcome Julia Kaliski for People of Science. Hello and welcome to another episode of Today in Space. I'm your host, Alex Girofanos, and on this week we have another installment of People of Science, where I get to talk down with actual human beings, which is equally important given the uh, the times and how crazy things are. Uh, this week, uh, 
finally, after so long and, and many failed attempts on my end to uh, to talk with with her on the show, uh, we're finally here. One of the uh, one of the original Space Pants Squad members, if I'm not if I'm not uh, incorrect, Julia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Alex. I'm really excited about this. Like I said, it's been a long time coming. Um, so uh, let's let's. There's a, there's a ton that we have to break down and talk about. But um, first, tell the people a little bit about yourself, um, your passions, what got you into science, and let's 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 start there. Okay. Well, to start off, I'm, my name is Julie Kaliski. Um, I am a graphic designer, and I do content creation of like mostly sharing about science and astronomy related topics. I try and stay localized around astronomy because I can go all over the place. But um, so I, I have my own company. It's Julie Kosky Designs. Uh, I am a graphic designer. I do freelance work. I also have my own line of clothing. Um, I try and have a, um, a very passion about creating designs and stuff that people can relate to and feel empowered and uh, they feel inspired to be themselves and proud of who they are, whether that's being a complete and total nerd um, and a little bit of discovering who you are as a person. Um, And then I also try and do a lot of sharing with other people to get other people excited about science to try and look at it a different way. It's not so boring as a lot of times things are uh, viewed as. Oh, and this is why I think, you know, when we first met online through Twitter, through uh, this this crazy thing called the Space Pants Squad, um, which was a bunch of people that were uh, up late one night trying to trying to see a rocket launch (laughs) wearing literal space pants. Um, Like it, it, we were kind of a kindred spirit in that regard, where it's like we're both creative folks that are trying to spread science and, 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 and show that it's not not just that boring thing. And like you've. You you were on YouTube before I was, and, and you've been you've been putting out content for a really long time. Um, I've been mm-hmm. enjoying it for for as long as we've been putting it out. This shirt that I'm wearing here is one of your designs. Uh, this was this was one of um, I actually got this as a as a Christmas present for somebody this year. So thank you. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. So um, what what what's one of your earliest memories? Because obviously science is a is a is a huge passion for you, and it's you can see it in your artwork and your designs. Um, and, and your background, if anyone's watching on YouTube here, um, <laughs> you've got a ton of space stuff and I love it. Uh, your telescope in the back, uh, you, you do some, some astronomy too, right? Yes, I do. Yeah. I okay, do. Okay. Well, when you asked one of my earliest memories and I think that, oh, um, yes. <laughs> there is, uh, the, I, I was thinking through this and there's a few like key moments for me when I was really young that kind of inspired me to go in this direction. Um, when I was really little, like when I'm saying like five and under, um, my mom would always, when, whenever there'd be like a storm or any kind of like nature related weather or sky, we'd always get in, we had a station wagon, we'd pile in pillows and blankets and drive out to this field, whatever field we could find and climb on the top of the car. And so I remember uh, like laying and looking at the stars a lot as a little kid and just like telling stories and or listening to stories. And that really got me intrigued about like the night sky and everything. So when I started like doing uh, 
like a little bit of research on my own, as little as I was, I actually was super intrigued by this. And a lot of people were surprised by me how young I actually was into science, like how much I was actually intrigued by it. And so when I was little, I always wanted to be, when people would ask this little girl, what do you want to be when I grow up? I had all these different scientists that I wanted. I want to be an entomologist. I want to be, I want to be an astronomer. I want to be an astronaut. And so it, it, that's where it kind of started. But for me, I think the next like really big moment that started this journey for me was like, I remember in elementary, there was a, a, a different school that um, they had an observatory and they had it open for a night because I believe it's every 25 years, Saturn's rings are either horizontal or vertical. And at that time it was um, vertical. So they opened it up so the public, they could come and look through the telescope. And it was the first time I ever had, like, looked through a telescope at that, like, size and volume. And uh, I remember just, like, being frozen, like, utterly, utterly shocked as this little, I think I was, like, I think I was 12 at that time. And I just, like, would look at the sky through, like, the split in the ceiling and then look back in the telescope. And I was just completely <laughs> shocked. Like, that that's what we were looking at. And at that moment, like, that changed so much. I remember going to the library the next day and, like, taking this huge stack of books. I was just completely mesmerized by this idea. And uh, that's, like, that was, like, the, a huge turning point for me. There's a bunch of stuff that influenced me growing up. Uh, my great uncle had was a subcontractor for NASA, so he always talked about it on the phone when I'd call him his stories and stuff like that. So there was a lot of influences when I was growing up, but it was just a passion that I had. Like, it always just drove me to really intrigued me um and it just like everywhere and it's funny as like going back to twitter it was like a huge influence like i, I think i was 11 or 12 at around that same time i made a twitter account and uh, <laughs> i remember like back then they weren't called uh nasa socials they were called tweet ups nasa tweet up mm. and for sts 135 um I remember, like, I had my own laptop. It was the first laptop I had, and uh, I was super excited. I remember the, the website and everything, and they started live streaming the mission, the final mission for the shuttle program. And it was just like, I was just at that point getting kind of exposed to the space programs and everything and the idea of it. So I was like, coincided and they started streaming it live and I was just same time I made Twitter and I was like this is they would interview people on the the stream like who showed up for the event and so I just started tweeting it live and that's when I actually like that event and I think it was like the week that I got a Twitter account was I met a lot of the people who were in the space pants squad like and it's really funny um like Jason Major was one of the first people I followed on Twitter because they were like all these all these people. Rochelle was in there, all the, and so like I've we've oh, been man. talking that whole time, <laughs> and it's so weird how long like I've known these people and everyone mm -hmm. on in the group because um, it's like this whole evolution, and so and it's funny because the the NASA social at the time was structured very differently and so like mm -hmm. they had a wiki page at the time for everyone who was attending each event um and somehow like i wrote to them saying like hey i'm doing live coverage this little 12 year old me <laughs> saying like i'm doing live coverage on twitter and so they listed me on the event listing even though i wasn't there and it was like very different like and the community was really small and mm -hmm. um it was just this odd 
the way that it was done was this weird connection that I had never seen because of online and computers and everything. I was so young. But I think that was, like, kind of my journey, if you were to summarize it super small, like, how I got to here and... Yeah, the, uh, to to see to have you tell I didn't even know how early in the game you were on this. Yeah, that those early tweet up days, those yeah, it's like a whole nother era. Uh, yeah, that's that's so crazy. And, and a few years after that um, was the first NASA social that I had gone to when it had become NASA social. Um, it was the uh, New Horizons mission, and that was that for me was a huge jumping point in. Uh, in solidifying where I am today, right? Right. And, and kind of my path yeah. through this, like being on just being, having the chance to be on a, a NASA like TV thing, asking questions was just, you know, I was like, Oh my God, you know, this is, this is real. Like there, I can't believe we're here. It just blew my mind that, that, you know, and, and you were using 12 dude with this stuff with NASA. <laughs> like it, it, it really, it's a special, it's a special thing. Like uh, I don't, uh, yeah, there's no other way to, to kind of explain that. That's that's crazy. Um, and now, I mean, you've been our curator for the Space Pants Squad thread for a while. And that was one of the, the crazy things that it, it's this giant thread on Twitter where we just we just keep posting in that same thread. And, like, everyone that's attached to that thread gets cr- – as soon as it lights up, it's, it just – there's so many notifications. And your phone blows up all day to the point where we were – like breaking the thread in Twitter because it's not built yeah. for that. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Crazy. funny because like I, it's been at least I know it's been over a year. I think it's close to two years now. The thread's been officially going, maybe over two mm. years. I'd have to look because I was trying to scroll back, but because there's so I many, different, I'm like, tweet, there's no. <laughs> I found thread 5.0, which is one of the ones you put up from 2017. So that's three oh my years, god, almost. okay, okay. 5.0. So I don't even know. <laughs> And then, yeah, it's crazy how much it's built. Like, if you were to think of it, it, trying to describe it, there's a bunch of, like, armchair astronomers is a good way that I like to say it. People (laughs) who just are, like, really fascinated about the subject all the way to those who have degrees in astronomy. So there's a huge span of different kinds of people. We all kind of had the same interests. There's a uh, SpaceX launch. It was one of the, I believe it was one of the Falcon 9s. Um, and I could not tell you which mission it was, but obviously several years ago, we were all kind yeah. of conver- having a conversation, waiting. I, if I remember right, like there was a, a lag on the feed, and it was just one of those where you're waiting for the stream to start, and everyone was just kind of chatting on Twitter. And uh, there was, I remember this GIF about Elon getting stuck in his car or something. And anyways, it was, it was this whole thing. And we all just started tagging each other so we could all have the conversation. And at that time, um, this was when like Twitter had a very small amount of characters that you could use. And yeah. you at names were, <laughs> yes, uh, no, 120, yeah. I believe it was 120. Um, oh at usernames, like handles counted in that. So I remember replying and having a text file on my phone with everyone's username. And when you did a tweet, you had to then, like, reply to that tweet with broken out everyone's username and every single <laughs> – and it just was to keep everyone together in the same conversation. And so now that things have developed, I believe there's, like, either 50 or 60 people in that thread now on Twitter. 
And mm-hmm. we all just kind of, when events happen, we'll all kind of get on there and talk about what our thoughts are or when there's something controversial or a new scientific discovery or stuff, we'll kind of post a link and we'll all kind of debate and talk about it. Um, but I, someone started because we're all on that, trying to get back on the topic. We're all on the waiting for the launch app. And there was someone in the member who has made some joke about their neighbors must have think they were crazy because they were out in like their sweatpants with their phone yeah. in the middle of the night in this weird alley trying to get a photo and of the launch. And we all Keith. started cracking. I think it was Keith. Yes, it was yeah. Keith. <laughs> <laughs> we all started cracking jokes about like all oh, this, the space pants. You even got your sweatpants on. I think like several of us the next time went and actually got sweatpants on the next launch. <laughs> and it's just like kind of like this, like, community spirit that makes everyone feel really connected yes. yeah and uh so, you know back in the day back in the, that era it was really about like having people get on and talk about their excitement about the launch because at that time there, there wasn't any there wasn't a ton going on like it was as far as what the space program is now like it was yeah. there were things going on but it's it's changed so much since i remember joining and like it was, it was, it, we, we were have, always having conversations of like where we thought it would go. And, and, uh, man, it, it's been cool too, because like some people have kind of, you know, you and I have been putting out content, I think for as long as we've been on there, uh, but there's been other people who have joined in and they share their artwork and they share their music. I mean, there's so many, and there's, there's streamers, there's gamers, there's, it's such a, a, a cool combination of different people that just love space. I mean, that's kind of how, yeah. how I would describe it. Yeah. And we have people from all over the world who are in there. I know we, yeah. we have the U.S., we have England, we have Latvia, we have Spain, we have India, we have France, we have uh, Germany. Uh, I don't even know. Like, those are just the ones off the top of my yeah. head, but there's all these different um, countries who are in it. Yeah, and you were the original, uh, you created our logo, technically, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, Everyone and that was, was cool. like saying, like, well, what what kind of image can we cause use in the whole like they even had meetups um, in mm-hmm. Southern California and they all kind of wanted like, well, what what kind of team spirit thing can we all like join together and have? And I'm like, well, I'll I can put something together. I'm a graphic designer. Um, kind of throw in some ideas. I remember doing some sketches, uploading photos to Twitter and seeing like having people vote what kind of theme yeah. they like. And so it was, it was like was a fun. team thing. Everyone <laughs> kind of built it. And so, yeah. <laughs> Space Pants Squad. And here we are. Represent. Space Pants Squad yeah. forever. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, that's that's really cool. I, I I didn't know how how deep your 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 love of science went. I think that's very cool. I had a very similar experience. I had a science teacher um, who would... Uh, Every this was elementary school. Um, he would bring one of those inflatable um, observatories into our gymnasium, and so we were able to see okay. the, the stars. We were able to learn from that. And every, I think he did it every two years. He didn't do it every year, but he brought a full-scale telescope um, that allowed us to see Saturn too. And it was one of those things where we would always joke that it was like it was a sticker on the end of the lens. And you were like, "This no, what? This is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, man, that's that's so crazy. Um, what um, so you talk about your business and that you're, you know, you're 
trying to make your own with your own art. I think that's awesome. Um, we have a, we have our own thing here with AG3D. We 3D print stuff. We're doing a lot for the show. I mean, it's more of a of an R&D lab to kind of just do things and have a practical side of testing things. Um, for you, how, how has that experience been starting your own business and um, what has it done for you as an artist, for your creativity, and, and how are things going with it, especially nowadays with, with the coronavirus and all that stuff? Yeah, totally. Um, actually, the funny thing is, like, the first – well, let me back it up a little bit. Uh, I've always I've always been creative um, and drawing and everything. I've been drawing for years and everything that you see. I think a big thing, especially when it comes to, like – I think you'll relate to this. When people look at your end product of things that you're, like, currently making and you're like, this is – Especially when something that you're really proud of, you're like, this is actually like next level. I feel really good about the quality that it's coming out at. A lot of times people look at it and they'll see like, like be amazed, but they don't see like the journey behind it. How many mm. little years it's taken for you to get there. Um, so it's like this process for me is like beyond the business, but like the skill wise of like the things that I'm drawing currently. My artwork has literally taken years. Um, it's like, and I think it's a thing that people are appreciating more and more. Um, and it's, uh, I see a more exposure to it. Like when I draw something like things that you're wearing or I'm wearing, this is something I literally made by hand. Like this is, I drew these, this took hours to do. And so like when it comes to the business side of it, like I took a lot of time to get there and a lot of self-confidence because this is like something, a product of like something you created as a human being, as an expression of myself. And so I remember like, uh, I've always really had like after a certain age I really was into like style and fashion very aware of like what I was wearing and wanted to look a certain way and uh these two things kind of tie together of my Mm. mission statement of everything and um being a very nerdy growing up as a as a girl a young girl to a teenage girl to now a woman like there was always a lot of like lashback about that and Mm. I think that's kind of where my current style is Kind of like, I don't really care anymore. This is who I am. And I grabbed, kind of growing up, there was that. And it was always, like, the only girl in groups. The only girl in Ubuntu class. The only girl in the obligatory. <laughs> and so, like, in all the clubs. And I remember, like, my friends in school, um, we would, like, go to their house. And they'd play D&D. And I'd be building robots. And it was, like, but it was always, like, with the guy, the guy gang. And so, like, it was very much influenced, and so, and I never really, like, fit in with the the girl squads of stuff, because there wasn't a lot of exposure to that when I was growing up. As much as there is now, I see a lot of it, like, environments that make girls feel more welcome to be feminine and, like, have these interests. And so, it was, growing up, I used artwork as an outlet to kind of express myself when I didn't have a lot of people to talk to about it. And so then I started doing a lot of science-related artwork, and I had a science teacher in junior high who she would give me extra credit for doing illustrations. So I would, like, come to school, like, extra credit? Sure, I'll draw a poster. (laughs) 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 So, like, that's kind of, like, those things tied in. Um, I started illustrating all of the different, like, scientific terms and everything, and, and so... It was just my passion. So then when it came to, like, creating, um, I I like, what's funny is I love graphic t-shirts. And so I would always, when I go shopping, I did a little bit of sewing for myself and alter stuff. 
And then, but I'd always end up buying in the men's section because there was never anything that really interested me when it came to styles or graphic tees, especially when I was younger. Um, and so, like, a lot of the stuff I wore was actually men's, and I'd alter it, or I'd just buy, like, boys, and it was super tiny. A lot of the clothes that I wear now are like that, except for mine. And it's because it's hard to find something that actually expresses like your own interest in graphic tees. And so like, I think that crossing, like for me, clothing um, doesn't really matter like what gender it's put in and in a store because I've shopped like that so much. <laughs> and so it's just a matter of like, how do you feel in it? And uh, how does it fit you? Do you like it? Do you feel like it expresses yourself? So when I started drawing, bringing it back to the Space Pan Squad. The first design I ever made, I was super nervous. I made an online store. I remember the first thing I made, I uploaded it to the squad and said, what do you guys think? And I think it was like some cat drawing. <laughs> and mm. uh, everyone was like super supportive. Oh, I think I like, remember is... that. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was just like... It was like so long ago. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> uh, and, and so like, that was the first... I, it was like a concept idea. I want to see how people responded to the idea. Mm. And so I saw a lot of people because I kind of felt comfortable in that environment of the Space Pan Squad. Then, like, these guys, I, we have the same interests. I don't feel like people judge here. They're just, everyone was super supportive. So then I kind of yeah. took that and started honing it into what I wanted my designs to be. And where I'm at right now is, like, now I do have my own uh, – I had a website for myself for – I think since I was, I've had a website since I was 11. <laughs> and it's funny because I've, I did that WordPress way, where it's not the WordPress that it is now. Like this was, <laughs> this was different. <laughs> this is a different game. So I have like a website for my, my company now and my artwork and, and I produce a lot of stuff. I do one of a kind work. I also mostly sell the apparel and mm. a, a huge thing behind it for me is like, a validation as an artist, seeing people like every single time I see someone who wears my work, uh, it blows me away. Like seeing that expression that other people like relate and can identify this as like, that's, this is who I am. And it's, for me, it's more than just like making clothes that you feel good in. Like this is a statement, especially for people who are really expressive about themselves and astronomy and space and aviation or whatever kind of form of science that they really enjoy. Like, cause there isn't a lot of uh, representation. Um, I think for us, there's a lot of representation for gamers and people who like mm -hmm. comics. And, but when it comes to science end of it, you're seeing more of like the NASA marketing come out, which is amazing. Um, yep. But there's a lot more to it than just like NASA as a brand. Um, and so for me, it's a huge part of self-expression of like, because mm -hmm. I had that growing up, like there wasn't a lot of ways for me as a woman to express myself. So I really wanted to make something that I feel confident in. Other people can feel confident in. You can wear it and not feel like a complete, total dupey nerd. <laughs> and you actually feel, feel like you're really cool looking. Like that's, that's what I want. That's the goal. And I, I think I'm getting there, at least. I, I, I would say you're there. I mean, I, I love this Pluto shirt I, I've fallen in love with. Because um, for me, and I, I hope you appreciate this, um, what, what this means for me is when I'm wearing this is, uh, uh, so back, back in, 
the New Horizons mission. I went for my first NASA social. That was a crazy thing, and I just had to I had to do something creative to 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 get it out because I'm sure you're you're very much the same way where you, you need your creativity. It's it's like a therapeutic. It it, it helps you yes. in your journey where you're going, right? Um, so I I had a weird uh time with with when Pluto was demoted, um, was no longer a planet. Right. Uh, it's very complicated. So I made a song that's very um, uh, Eminem, Marshall Mathers ish, where it, I just was very confused or a lot of people were getting really upset about Pluto being changed when all really what they were trying to do is, you know, classify it better. Um, so but it came across kind of like I, I didn't like people that didn't think that Pluto was a planet, which is not the case. <laughs> I actually love Pluto so much that I think we should see it for what it is, which is this beautiful system in itself. And I, that's what I love about what you've done with this one, where it's it's almost like Pluto is blossoming through the, the cold, dark depths of, of the third zone of our planetary system. So um, I love it. I think you do some great work. Um, and that's very cool that... Uh, you know, your combination of the art and the science is is really cool, man. I, I for me, it's the mic. For you, it's it's your art. Um, you've yeah, you've captured your own flair with it. And uh, where so your website? Where can people find your your work? Where where would you point them to? Well, if you want to uh, like find a localized place, because I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to social media, go to juliekaliski.designs. Uh, that's the URL. That's my website. Um, and you'll find everything there. You'll find my one-of-a-kind products. You'll see my, my apparel line. You'll see my um, streams and my online video content and stuff like that there. So juliekaliski.designs is the easiest way to find all of the stuff that I do make. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. I have a few questions for you. Let's uh, yeah. let's rattle a few of them off here. Um, what was your favorite class in school growing up? I, I have a feeling I know what it is after talking to you for a little bit, but but let's start there. <laughs> yes, I I loved science and I loved art. Those were my two favorite. Um, I funny I struggled in school growing up. I was it was mm. really hard, um, and so like finding really <laughs> so yes, like a lot. Yes. <laughs> People looked at me and they're like, you should be doing amazing. And it was just, it was, oh, it was hard. That was finding something that I actually loved to do was what kept mm. me in, excited about the agonizing pain. Interesting. Because, okay, so this is something that I really want to talk about because I think there's a lot of people who could find themselves in science that have a hard time in school and then don't get into it because of that. So, or find out super, super late. So I'm interested because for what, what did it for me, so just to give you context of my background, uh, I did well in, in public school, but that was because our program, we were a year away from being not accredited by the state. So we wouldn't say that we had the best science or math program. <laughs> um, luckily we did, and people's diplomas still counted for the state, but that's, that's a whole other thing. Uh, when I went to college, I was really unprepared, just not prepared at all, and actually snowflaked one term. So I didn't pass any class. Um, so I had a very hard time. And I, what I found out, it was just my learning style. First, I didn't have the, the skills on how to like take a test. It's just not how my brain worked um, or was defaulted to, I should say. Um, and I found out that I was much more of a hands-on person, right? You're saying you're sewing, you know, for me, it's like the act of a, like a 3D printer. That's why I, I feel like I'm so, uh, I have a lot of 
time on that is because I can, I get it. It's tactile. I can, I can mm-hmm. get this. You know, I've always been hands-on building things. Um, did, is that, does that sound uh, about right to you? Because I mean, for me, uh, if I was passionate about it, I did really great in it. But if I didn't absolutely love the class, I had a very, very hard time doing it. I agree with this. Um, my, my journey is like, I, it's funny, while you're talking, I was debating whether I'm going to say this or not, but I, why not? Um, <laughs> I don't tell a lot of people because uh, it's, again, it's hard. You get a lot of social pressure, but I'm extremely dyslexic and um, very hyperactive. So it was, oh, that's what I was struggled with, is like the structure of schools. I was homeschooled most of my life. Um, and so I had a little bit more freedom when it came to like my learning style. Um, I did public school for a time in junior high and high school. And I have to say like my, like the teachers, there was, I had my math teacher and my science teacher. They, my, but my math teacher, I struggled. I hated it. I literally hated, I hated math because it is like conceptually and visually I cannot see it. So it was like so frustrating when I'd see other kids like being able to do so well and I wanted to do well. And I, I, I tried hard. Like this wasn't a lack of, and after a while, it's just, you have no motivation to try something that you fail at continually. And she would, um, she took the time she showed up. She stayed an hour after school every day. She, uh, made sure that I was there every lunch. I was there um, through, I could show up an hour early before, before a test to ask her questions. Like she was amazing. So like in that sense of like, for me, that's why it was super hard. I had to overcome the fact that it was really hard for me, especially in public school to mm. learn, take all these. Cause when, when you are, those who are dyslexic, they'll understand there's a lot of physical tricks. You're very a tactile person. Um, there's a lot of physical things that you have to do that's obviously visually different than everyone else. And so it was really hard for me when learning in that sense. But it did come in because of hyperactive. If I'm super interested in something, I stick with it because this is super, this is inspiring. This is something I can move forward in. I actually understand it. I can, I can do this. Um, yeah. And so that's, yeah, that's that was a huge thing for me. And I, for me, I think, I find the more people I've talked to about this, that someone who has a higher intelligence, like you, you have, it's harder for you. You, things are easy to learn conceptually. Mm. And so once you figure it out before you even do the project, you're like, I don't even want to try this. I know how, I, I know what it's going to be. It's, that's the follow through. The, yeah. the <laughs> is really, really, really hard. You have to, you have to learn follow through. And it's, I still struggle with that. I'll see a project. I figure it out in my brain. It's done. I don't need to finish it, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 so that's, it's funny to see. It seems like you're relating to this and. Oh, totally. There's a lot of people I've talked to who have this. And so, yeah, I, it was hard. No one thought that I was ever going to do anything science related, mm-hmm. but like, this is something that I'm passionate about. And so it doesn't, I, I would highly say to anyone, especially someone who's in the younger is who would watch this. Uh, if you are like struggling, that doesn't disqualify you from your passions. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that uh, just because you feel inadequate to something doesn't mean that you are. Um, if you're struggling in something, especially a subject, um, it doesn't, or other people say that, oh, you're incapable of doing this. I'm way better at it. That doesn't mean that it isn't made for you. Um, and that's something, it's hard to 
it's hard when the rest of the world is telling you something different. Um, but it just is what it is, especially when you're like someone. And I would say, especially the young girls, um, there is a lot of, it's hard. And there's more, like I said, there's more exposure to it, but it's a lot of peer pressure of like, you are the only girl showing up to these things. And that's totally fine. I don't think it like makes you less feminine. I don't think it makes you less of a person because your interests are different than your friends. And it, it takes a while though, to understand that as a human in your brain. Sure. No, uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, first, I, I, I'm amazed at, I, I struggled with that for a long time, especially when I started having a lot of hard times in, in college. And I find, you know, I got caught up as I think we all do of, you know, the structure, just like a, a scientific equation. You know, if you try and solve a problem under certain conditions and it keeps failings and it keeps failing, um, you can either keep failing at it or you can change the conditions to allow for it to succeed. So I think what you've done, what I figured out eventually, and I think we, we're always doing this. I mean, it's, it's constant flux, right? It, we're never, it, it, we get to a point where I think that's why we have the art is to push through that, to get through that. Cause you're going to, you're in this certain form and then you get to a certain place and oh, you got to start all over again. Okay. Well, let's do this over. Um, yeah. and, and, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but, I think in both of your uh, cases, both um, with how your learning style met with the learning system and, and the, the structure that they were trying to put you through that you didn't 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 compute. Um, and, and I get that. I mean, I, I went into um, aerospace engineering. I tried to funnel myself into that career and I was not good in that in that structure. I was, I was not good. And I, I learned a lot from it. Um, it's given me the structure to do what I'm doing here, but, um, no, I, 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 and I've tried to work in those fields. It doesn't, it doesn't fit with me. And I, I, that's a, so again, thank you so much for sharing what you've shared because this is what I'm trying to share with other people is that it's, it's okay. Like, and there are other options out there. Like I may not be a great aerospace engineer, but I'm a good communicator. And I, that's the thing that I'm going to try and, and spread, you know, for you, um, you know, yeah. Okay. You weren't, you know, the way that math is done on a, it's taught on a regular page, uh, to students doesn't fit you, but that doesn't mean that you're not, uh, you know, an entrepreneur and an artist and can, and spread your communication and your style to other people and help other people feel uh, better. And, and even, I mean, the, you know, the, the courage that you've had to keep going down your pursuits and not giving up in your dreams just because you were the only girl or the only woman doing it like that, that is because you changed the conditions. Right. You didn't say, oh, well, uh, you know, the test is, you know, the experiment is this. I, I, I guess I'm not going to do this. You change the conditions. That's the beauty of, I think, uh, hope the message that we put out here for people is, yeah, is, is you can change the conditions of that experiment and, and make it work the way that you want it to. If that experiment is life, if that experiment is school or whatever it is, you have the ability to do that. It just takes it takes determination and you really. I guess in our case, really have to love it to to have that perseverance to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This I, is. I'd, I'd say that, like, yeah. for me, I was super fortunate <clears throat> uh, because I was homeschooled. Uh, most mm. most of my uh, education, uh, early education, is that like I grew up in a home that my mom was super supportive in me, so I never 
I never saw it like what I my interest is weird. So like when I was young, it was just like very encouraged, like, oh, you want to be a scientist or you really are interested in like different topics it was just thrown in front of me and um so then when I started I think going out into different communities and different like groups and clubs and classes and stuff I didn't really see it as like something like when I I should say like the fact of like me signing up for like computer programming classes or stuff like that that like that was just something I wanted to do so I did it and then when I showed up I was like I'm the only girl here. Like it was just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like that sense of it. I never had like a damper on mm. what I should or shouldn't be. And I'm like super fortunate that like, it's always been a super supportive and like be who you are. Like this is who That's you are. Awesome. There's no constraints of who you're supposed to be. It was just a lot of self-confidence of after I started stepping out into it, like believing in myself to continue, you are capable, you are able to do these things. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that's great. No, and I think that's a huge thing. And I think if there's anyone out there that doesn't have that right now, I think a, a lot of people, I, I see this now because I, I'm, I I had a similar, luckily it's different, but um, I had parents that definitely were very supportive of of my passions. I mean, obviously, uh, going to, to be a rocket scientist, they'd have to be, right? Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, th- that helped me a little bit for uh, for what I'm doing. And it allowed me to, to even here to, to, to do this podcast when I was kind of at my lowest. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't have that support in their day to life, day, daily life. Um, and yeah. I think you know, what, what would be, I don't know, do you have any advice for anybody who's in that scenario that I is kind of say... on the edge of like, Hey, I, I, I have my passion, but I'm, I'm, I'm worried that people won't think I'm good enough. Cause it's something we, I'm sure you struggle with it as well. You know, oh, yeah. you have to, your self-confidence is a constant moving fluid thing. It's not, <laughs> it's not, there's always something else. You're like, Oh, I didn't realize that was a problem too. Uh, <laughs> so, so what, what, what advice do you have for the people out there? I would, I would say, uh, this, as millennial or as generation wise as it sounds, but 100% turned to the internet. <laughs> um, I would say that there's like, that that's the life we, the world we live in right now. I have found more personally, more friends and community than online that I have had a personal relationship with, like a personal connection. We have things that I didn't even know other people had the same amount of interest that I do. Um, on an online community that I have, then I was exposed to in like the real IRL. Like this is, this is, it was a huge thing for me. Um, and it took a while for me to feel okay with that. Cause like a lot of people, um, gave you the pressure of like, that's not real. That's not like, that's not something you're hiding from the world. And I think, uh, there's a point that you have to have, a, make a decision to believe in yourself, even when you don't, um, you have to have that amount of commitment to yourself, um, and the people around you that this is, this is something that I'm worth it. Like this is, it doesn't matter what other people say when, and that can apply to anything when it comes to like being who you are in a fashion sense, when it comes to being in education or any amount of interest, like there were times that I completely doubted myself, like completely I had no self-confidence but I I just stuck to I know Julia a month ago or probably five years from now would want me to do this and Mm -hmm. I would just keep going and so it was really hard but 
I would say there's an online community for you. If you don't have it in your, like in your community, in your family, in your friend circle, I would, I, that's what I would do. I highly suggest that there's forums, there's amazing groups who are super supportive and everyone there is like, weirdly enough, I feel like it's less judgmental. I hear a lot of people saying, oh, online is super judgmental. Yeah, it is. You have your trolls, you have your haters, you have your bots, you have all that stuff. But there's also an amazing community out there. I would say, believing in yourself. And I would say that finding something that you feel good with, whether it's a, uh, what's the word is like when you have like a, a moral base, like what is your code? What's your, what's Mm. your, what, what is your line that what's important to you? This took me forever to figure out and I'm still figuring that out but like because life comes at you in all these different angles especially uh, when you're younger figuring out like what is it relationships is that your number one like because that can be extremely important for you in your life having actual connected relationships is it your education is it your passions is it outcome are you a goal-oriented person i need to finish this is this are you a discovery person that you like to explore things like once you find that you have a baseline to hold you through all of the things that come at you because then you'll be like well i am i have this process this is how i can get through it or i like this goal or these people are super important to me so that's why i'm making this decision if you can I, I would say if if you don't have a support system, if you can find a little bit of solid ground in those different ways, that's a huge. Those are the things that help me through a lot. Beautiful, thank you. That that's great. Um, one of the things that that I thought of as you were saying that was something I, I've been working on this last year is a perspective of the people on the other side because um, I call myself a lazy perfectionist, or I was a lazy perfectionist, um, where if I couldn't get it done the way that I had it in my head, I wouldn't do it because it didn't seem worth it. Um, so that was me before this podcast. Um, and one of the things that was keeping me back really, cause that's what I would tell myself, but really what was going on is I was worried about what other people thought. And, uh, now that that's not a problem anymore, but it's less of a problem because, especially from like the haters and the and the, the trolls and stuff like that, because I've started to, I it's a guy I follow online, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, mm-hmm. He's really good. Um, well, he's at least gotten through it in my stubborn head. Um, he mentioned something that it's you know those people that are having a bad day, well, they're having a bad day. That's why they're they're reaching out to you. They're they're. They're scared. They are fearful about something. They're having, and so uh, you, having perspective of like, okay, I have empathy for the fact that you're not feeling well just because I put something out online and you're you're shitting on it. Like, okay, like, sorry, you're having a bad day. Like, and and so instead of me thinking like, oh my god, this is bad work, and 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 focusing on what do like you said your code, what do I think is good enough what do i think is a good representation of where i am that week um that's that's where it where and if you're comfortable with that you put it up it gets what it gets it it gets Mm -hmm. it reaches the people and and you know i've i've tried to 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 monetize and do this stuff but honestly this podcast is here for me to to talk to people and to communicate if one day it does great if not it this is a this is a weirdly therapeutic thing for me too. So, um, 
yeah, it's and it's it's really comes down to why are you doing it, right? Yeah. Um, you're doing it. Uh, well, I'll talk to myself and then I'll, I'll ask you what you're doing it for. But I think you've already said it. You know, for me, I'm doing this because I love science. And I love communicating it. And I think if I can get one more person to get involved and who knows, I mean, some of the greatest minds were were not people. Einstein was a was a patent clerk. He, you know, all these different uh, people who were didn't have anything or just made a crazy contribution because they were they had a different way of thinking. I mean, this that that's if we can do that, that's awesome. So yeah. But but you for, for you, what, what would you say? I would I'd say uh, partially what you said. Like the whole science communication is. I love sharing my love for things with other people. I just have always done that. I always like to teach. And, um, so that's a huge part of it. If I could see one person, I, my, I love astronomy. So if I can see some person look up at the the sky differently, like that moment when you see it in their eyes or their perspective, it clicks. They're like, there's something different that kind of shocks them. That, that's what drives me forward. Um, I, I love seeing that. Uh, also a form of self-expression. Like I said, like there's, I think feeling if there's a way that I can help other people feel confident in themselves, I, if I can give that to somebody, that's, I, I would love to do that. Um, and I, I think it's for me an outlet of both, um, stresses and it's like you said call it a therapeutic strangely therapeutic way like if i can stay busy i am so much better (laughs) i am not a good bored person Mm -mm. (laughs) so Mm -mm. same here (laughs) so oh man well thank you thank you um one one last thing i want to ask um we've we've kind of been talking about space for a long time online um right now what are you most excited for with the space industry and, and where space is? Like, um, if if we had to go, I guess, the next year and the next five years, what are you excited for uh, that you see happening right now? Uh, oh, there's – oh, my God. There's a lot. <laughs> um, there, yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's so many moving parts in the space industry, it's hard to, like, narrow it down. But um, I, I'm – I am a huge okay. I, I'm super excited about James Webb. I I that you we don't. What's amazing about space is you you don't necessarily know what you're going to explore. Uh, so there's a thing, things that we know that we're works we've made James Webb for, uh, and things we're going to photograph, things we have calibrated things for. But when we launched Hubble, there was things that they literally had no idea that were like they came back and they're like, holy. This is amazing, <laughs> and, and and so this I I I that I'm excited about. Like we don't even know necessarily what we're gonna see with James Webb. Um, that's gonna be absolutely amazing. Um, I think so. That's one part of it. I'm super excited about that. If you were to the direction we're going to in Mars and exploration, that's super big. But there's so many different companies and countries who are targeting different ways of doing that. It's I think it's a collective idea that I'm excited about. You could talk about uh, all the rovers and the the helicopter and all these different projects that are being put forward. Um, but I think collectively, the data that we're getting back as a whole 
like all of these different missions and uh, the planetary scientists, people who are looking at topographical things, all of this, the, all the collective data that we're getting. This is like teaching us a lot about the planet. Uh, there's so many different viewpoints and approaches of how we should explore Mars. Should we go to Mars? All this different stuff. But I think it's just that's the whole part of humanity, though, is having contradicting points of view, because mm. you can argue and debate things. A lot of times it comes forward with answers you would have never seen before. So that's that's why I'm saying like the collective data that we're getting from that is really exciting and all the different missions. Um, I'm super excited about SLS. I don't know when that's going to happen because <laughs> that keeps getting put back. But I think <laughs> SLS is, is something to look forward to. Um, really recently, I'm excited about the um, the with Boeing and SpaceX and they're doing a the God, I missed the name, but it's Marshall <laughs> Crew. Yes, thank you. Commercial crew. That's gonna be that's gonna be super cool. Uh, uh, um, I'd say the projects we have for the moon. Uh, I think we should continue that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not something we should turn away from. That I think there's a lot to be explored there scientifically, whether we're mm-hmm. going to set a base there or not. But I think there's a lot of scientific research that can be done by going to the moon. Um, yeah. That's really broad because it's you could go. No, super that's great. Deep we can go deep. You're right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it's, keep... uh, that's great. I think um, for you know, we've kind of been flip flopping back and forth. Luckily, we haven't with this new administration. But when flip flopping back and forth between the idea of going to just the moon or going to just Mars, um, and uh, there's this this possibility on the edge of using both as a, as a, as a platform for the other. And that's what I'm really excited for. Like we, there's enough funding for right now. So that's great. Um, more than, than we've gotten in, in the, the momentum has continued, I should say, um, which is really, really nice. And we haven't stopped the program to start completely over, um, (laughs) which is, which is crazy because that's happened a few times in both our lifetimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I it's... think, go ahead. I, I think another thing I left out, but like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Musk's work, SpaceX. That's just me. There's a lot of, again, controversy mm-hmm. about that, but I'm a, a, a huge fan of the concept of the things he's doing. Just be a lot of times you don't necessarily agree with everything that everyone decides to do, but it's like sure. one of the four front front runners that are pushing so many things forward. The concept of what he has, I think is like a platform that, is something that's actually viable, and that is building a base in in orbit. Which obviously we have a space station and everything, but for like we, there's no way to create spaceflight ready ships that can do the long haul ships that we need to be doing on, in our atmosphere. There's there's no way to do that. So the concept of building a structure in space in orbit or on the moon different ways and this is way far-fetched but i think where mm-hmm. his goal is is something that we need to be doing however that works itself out but like we build right. things in space because there's like structurally and with physics and everything there's no way there's no way to do it at the, the scale that we need to so mm-hmm. that's the, the the long haul thing that i'm super excited about yeah, and, and you've got him, you've got Jeff Bezos, you've got, uh, I mean, there's, there's plenty of this. You've got Rocket Lab, you've got um, all these different companies that are 
all right, this this explosion of of the space industry right now around the world is is crazy and oh yeah where we end up i don't know but i think it's going to be a lot of fun for us to 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 kind of share the word and 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 spread that out so uh julia thank you so much for coming on the show this was this was a lot of fun i'm really glad you had me i've wanted to do this for a while i'm super (laughs) excited this is yeah man this is good yeah, we've got so we've got demo two, so the first launch from America with American astronauts on an American rocket, potentially, potentially, at the end of May here, and uh, yeah, if if that goes through, uh, we'll have to get back on and talk about that because I'm sure both of us will have. Uh, I, I'm already feeling the need to either pull out a sketch pad or, or make some music or do something because. Um, it, it's there's oh, it, we're we're at the cusp of of the next era here. I, I can feel it, and uh, hopefully we can reconnect then, and we'll, we'll stay we'll stay in touch online. But uh, yeah. I'd love to have you back on after that. I'd love to be back on. It'd be fun. Awesome, awesome. Julia, thank you so much. Uh, do you have any last words for the folks out there, the people who are right on the edge of of getting involved in science? I think you've said it pretty pretty wonderfully already, but. I would say if I were to summarize it down, uh, one thing I would want to add that I haven't said is that, like, if you are uh, slightly interested, but you're like, oh, I don't have this passion that I'm seeing everyone, like, we, you and I talked about, we had this passion that had us persevere through all these struggles that we had. Uh, let's say you don't have that. It's this side thing that you're like, oh, this is super cool. I, this is this kind of interesting. I want to read some blogs about this. Maybe I'll get some updates on my Twitter. Um, you know, it's just like something that slightly ex- in, you're interested in. That doesn't discount. That doesn't discount like what your that what it is to you. Like this is something that uh, you like. If you want to make a blog about it, just have your own perspective. You might not be a graduated scientist from this. If you just want to have your own input, that's, that's the amazing thing about the internet and the world we live in. You can have your voice. You can have what you want to say. Uh, I think that that there's going to be people who listen to it, um, whether your community and crowd is small to large, it always gives another viewpoint. Like I was saying, having like that debate and different thoughts is a really big part of the community. I'd say uh, if you are someone who is super passionate, but you're like, God, I'm really busy. I have a job or I'm in school or uh, my parents won't take me serious. This is ridiculous. I want to make YouTube videos about (laughs) computers or something and nobody's going to like this. I would say that like, it's not necessarily whether other people are going to like it or validate you for it. I think it's like you've said, it's a self-expression. If this brings you a, a passion, a joy. Uh, if you want to share this with somebody, uh, I think you are do it. You are very capable of doing this. Everyone is oh, 100% more capable than they feel like they are. Um, and I think no matter what is coming against you, there's a lot of things that you can hold on to and just plow through it. So on either ends of the spectrum, if you do have that passion drive, but you're just very insecure and you're just not sure, or you it's just a pastime, either one like this. I think having science exposure is really important and it gives a lot to life um, and not to be long winded, but I want to add one more thing. And that yeah. is uh, from, from my side, like um, I'm passionate about art. That's what I do. I would say art is a huge part of me that keeps me who I am. Like this is 
that's number one for me is creativity and releasing that and expressing myself. So that's you. And you also like science. Like nobody says those things go together. Like those two, and and they it, it clashes a lot. The concepts mm. and the the rules and everything it completely contradicts each other. But for me, I kind of have this thing of philosophy in my own perspective. And there's like these four pillars in humanity that's keeping humanity kind of on a path. <laughs> um, and that is like this: the concepts of art, philosophy religion and science and those things have kept humanity sane i think if you take any one of those pillars out uh you could not survive a community if if you were think of a space flight if you were in solidarity like solitude you have a crew of 60 to 150 people you are doing a mission if you removed any one of those four pillars you would psychologically emotionally socially these things start falling apart if you only live with science and theology, you don't have art, you don't have music, you don't have ballet, you don't have classics, you don't have books, you don't have all of these things. Things that there's no way as humans for us to express ourselves. Reverse it though, if you only live on theology and whims of art, I mean, you have no science and the structures that religion gives people. Like, so that's where I'm at. Like, you can't, there's mm. literally some people, a lot of scientists disgrade art saying, ah, this makes no sense. You can put a Kleenex on a pedestal and it's modern art and, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. And uh, I've heard that so many times and it's like, there's so much more to it. There's a lot of science behind the psychology of why art is important. So if you are someone who likes to draw, make music, dance, make videos, uh, skateboarding, any form of self-expression, these are just as important as art. And then combining the two helps people see things differently. Like we were saying, we interpret, we learn things differently than a lot of other people structurally do. A lot of science is structured in a way that's um, written in textbooks and it's very dry. If there's a way that we can mix things up, uh, make things easier to swallow, make things more enjoyable, help people follow through if you have that passion but you don't have that uh, that stick to to follow if something isn't interesting. This helps. Your podcast helps. Um, people's YouTube videos help. People's uh, paintings, music, uh, a lot of different science, science communication. That that's what, that's what we're here for. So I think combining the two is extremely important in the community. Oh, strong, strong close, Julia. I, I love that. I, I could agree with you more. I love that four pillar idea. Um, all right. Tell the folks where they can find you online. Uh, last last bit. Uh, where can they find you on social media? And and to tell us where they can find uh, your your wonderful artwork. Okay, so my social media is the same on everything. I'm pretty much everywhere. I've been around online communities forever. So if you have a social media, look me up. I'm probably there. Um, it's going to be Julia Kaliski. It's just my name. Super simple. Uh, it's spelled funny. J-U-L-E-A-H, Julia Kaliski, K-A-L-I-S-K-I. So if you have a handle, a username, it's going to be at Julia Kaliski. My website, Julia Kaliski Designs, um, is juliakaliski.design. And uh, you'll see my artwork there. You'll see my apparel line and my social media there. 
thank you again, Julia, for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you on. Uh, that's another example of one of the people of science, one of the, the ex- expansive, diverse of the people that are actually involved. They're out there. There's a place here for you. Uh, again, Julia, thank you. See you, folks. Spread love, spread science. Be good out there. Stay safe. <laughs>